Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have back with me Mary Bowden. And the reason we have Mary back is because she has so many tools in her tool belt, so many resources that we couldn't possibly cover it in one broadcast. So I wanted to have her back today to share with all of you all. And she is just an amazing woman of God. And I'm going to have her tell a little bit of how she got started. If you have not seen the first broadcast, go back and watch it. But how she got started with her movement of dance awareness. Mary, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, it uh, it's uh, a process and a journey for your listeners and your viewers, and it certainly has been for me. I'm a dance educator. I have a BA in modern. I have a master's in worship. I led a dance ministry for over 25 years at my church, and one of the young children who was choreographed by me in a children's musical when they were little, came up to me and said, uh, Mrs. Bodden, would you come and see me in my dance concert? It's at a college. And I said, sure. I mean, that that's not a hard invitation. Right. So uh, I went and I was shocked because the whole concert, now it was student-led, it was not a faculty-led concert, uh, was hypersexualized dance. And there was hooting and hollering during each number and hooting and hollering between each number. And I'm telling you, I have never seen anything close to that ever in all my years of attending dance concerts. And I thought to myself, this is awful. These women are objectifying themselves in choreography that uh, is external. It, and the arts are to introduce people to beauty and uh, purpose and bring confidence out of them. And it was obvious to me that that was not going to be the end result that evening or any other time with that kind of approach. But I thought, you know, they're 18. I guess they can choose what they want to do until I began to see the same kind of sexualized dance for high school students at their June dance concerts, for junior high students, for elementary school students, and if you can believe this, for preschool kids. And I began to realize something has changed in our culture. Um, and we have gone from healthy, educational, wonderful dance that I had and I was exposed to, to hypersexualized, harmful dance in adult costumes, choreography, and music going down to younger and younger ages. Wow. It just really is, is it's heartbreaking because we know developmentally children, um, they don't know. They don't know. Oh. And they trust us as adults That's to, right. to protect them. And then when they get um, attention, from this, then they think that that's a positive thing. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, children write a script about what's important uh, internally. And when they start learning to be external people uh, in regard to sex at younger and younger ages, they write a script, a sexual script that follows them for life. And, you know, they don't know what it is when they're four, but the outcomes, the abusive, traumatic outcomes come out in their 20s. Um, and the research is very clear on that. So that's not my opinion. It's the research that shows that. 
And that's what I love about what you do and anyone that goes to, and by the way, if you all go to danceawareness.com, there are so many resources available to you. And it this is not just like she said, her opinion. This is literally uh, research based. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely love how, um, you know, you have spoken at so many different conferences on this topic and been, in my opinion, an expert in this area. And I think that it's very powerful what is taking taking place among people who truly care. And uh, that is the staple of what you do. So, um, you know, we were talking previously about what can we do? And I know on the website, you know, that we can, you know, last broadcast, we educated parents to, you know, go and interview their their dance schools if they're putting their right. children in into programs and looking for some of the signs and looking at their previous um recital footage and th different things to look for those things. But legislatively, there's things we can do to protect our kids. And Absolutely. a lot of times we just a lot of times people will bury themselves and their heads in the sand and they're just like, well, you know, that's not my my thing. But when it comes to the future of the next generation, these children are facing enough. You just look at even social media, the pressures of culture and things like that. So Mary, what are some of the things that we can do uh, as just everyday people trying to stand against this? Well, I think we have to have courage. You know, scripture says to take courage. We have the Holy Spirit in us to uh, guide us and lead us. And um, I, I have to encourage your viewers that we are in a chaotic culture, right? Now, you we can are. have two responses. You can bury your head in the sand or you can know that God is with you and you have been specifically ordained for this moment. Uh, and so all of us need to stop thinking this is awful. It's a chicken little, you know, help, help, help. We don't know what to do. And know that God is with us. He gives us the power and the ability to speak out beauty and truth and grace and love in a culture that's desperate for it. And, you know, Romans 12, 21 says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So mm. instead of being upset, and depressed, I tend to look up and know that myself, along with every person listening to this, and, and certainly Maggie, this is not an accident we're here. God has called us to this time. He's equipped us to speak out for a reflection of him and his goodness right now in 2022. Absolutely. He knew exactly when we were going to be born and he was right. This is not a mistake. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not taking a nap uh, <laughs> and, and not able to oversee what's going on. I think sometimes people get confused about that and they think God's not there. So then they, you know, get afraid and um, don't know what to do in a self-based way. Well, of course they don't. You have to ask God to help you and he will. Amen. I love that because you're right. It, when we do not know what to do, we do freeze. And, you know, it's part of the, you know, fight, flight, freeze thing that we all learned about in psychology years ago. Right. But, but the reality is, is that when people feel overwhelmed, they tend to shut down. They do nothing. And That's so right. and then it becomes to be a norm to them. And then they feel like, you know, well, what can I do? What can I say? And then what will people think? And I don't want to cause a fuss. And there's a big difference between speaking the truth in love 
Yes. And honor and respect yes. and talking ugly. And, uh, you know, we were talking in the green room a few minutes before, you know, we should be known by our love. It's like that old Christian song that, you know, you will know we are Christians by our love. And I believe that it's loving when we honestly say we care about children. We care about what's happening. This You're exactly is right. Yes. So do you ever get that sometimes with people where they're like, well, you know, why this is just why care? Well, I think um, I get that all the time because people are overwhelmed. And so I try to encourage them that God is with them. I don't know if, if we study scripture, you see most of the people and their stories in the Old and New Testament. Things weren't easy for them. No. You know, I don't know how we can help people to understand that uh, those people, those stories, uh, that most of us know from David to Samson to Paul uh, had hard times most of the time. And, you know, Jesus had a hard time. Now, a lot of people will say, well, it must have been easy for him. He was he was God. But they say he was human and he was God. So, you know, he cried. He was sad. Um, he had his days. And I, I think, honestly, uh, the events of what he was speaking against during his season of being here were extremely difficult. So I, I put that perspective in my life and I stop expecting things to be easy. Mm -hmm. And your point of being respectful and loving uh, is so important. You know, one of the dance educational goals is to engage in respectful conversations with people yeah. without shaming or demonizing adults or dance studios so that they can have a chance to reflect and hopefully change their mind. And, and so, um, uh, you know, I'm one with that conversation uh, that, that Maggie just expressed because what good does it do to engage in shouting matches uh, because people just shut down or they write you off. And I don't think Jesus modeled that. No, actually. <laughs> I mean, so I think it takes a deeper look and a deeper connection to our faith in Christ to love people, but to educate them. I don't back down, but I would say I'm very aware and ask God to help me love people where they're at. And uh, often they change. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's the goodness of God that leads men and women to repentance. And right. we, we need to reflect his goodness in the earth. And but, you know, so there there comes that. And I'm so glad that you said that, because so many people time people feel like if I'm an advocate for something that I'm rocking the boat. But there is a way to take a stand. You know, the Bible says, yeah. watch and pray. And yeah. then it says, you know, and it says, when you've done all else, stand. And I believe that standing is standing on the principle and not wavering in something just because that's the way it is or that's the way culture is. If we see this truly wrong, like, you know, the, you know, sexualization of children, you know, that is where we have to stop and say, wait a minute, what can we do? And I love your mission statement. I was reading it on your website and it is absolutely uh, beautiful. And I just want to share with you all, there's so much on this website, danceawareness.com. And um, the dance stands for... Um, dance know, awareness, no child exploited. Yes, yes. And then 
there is places on there where you can take action. Um, and then there's a place where you can share your dance story. Maybe, maybe you were an adult and you went through that as a child. And then you realize that, you know, it puts you in a, a difficult place with identifying who you are uh, because of that, whatever the case may be, there are stories. You can share your story. You can be a voice. So what can we do as far as what are some of the things out there that we should be watching for as far as bills and things like that to make sure that we stay involved? Well, um, I've got several I want to share with you, but I would, uh, before I share those, I'd like to let you know that we've seen not only a cultural shift from healthy dance to harmful dance, but we have seen a cultural shift uh, in how we view children. In 1983, the New York Times released an article called The Loss of Childhood, and they talked about innocence the innocence of children. And in that article, they said it wasn't the children really had lost their innocence. Kids are always innocent. It was that adults had changed the perception of uh, childhood itself. We had gone from an age of protection, that is shielding children from adult issues, to an age of preparation, that is exposing children to adult issues. And down the pike, since that time, children have gotten more and more exposed to adult things that they're really not ready for. But I would say the pinnacle of that exposure is sexuality at an age where they they really can't comprehend what you're talking about. And uh, they, they experience a neurochemical blitz um, because they just aren't able to, to understand or to get it. And so that's an interesting article. If you want to Google it, The Loss of Childhood, 1983. Then we have um, in 1996, the Communications Decency Act. That was an act that came out just as the internet was coming into popularity. At that time, there was no regulation on uh, the internet. No one even knew what this uh, new thing was. I mean, people didn't even know how to categorize it. So no regulation. And that led to all kinds of problems and trauma and exposures. I'm speaking specifically for kids. It certainly came for adults as well. But I circle my wagons around the issue of children and their protection. And so a couple of years ago, um, that Communications Decency Act was amended uh, by uh, in Section 230, something called FOSTA-SESTA. And in it, um, the law required Internet platforms and websites to self-regulate uh, exposure of inappropriate material to children, hoping to encourage that. Well, it didn't happen. Uh, I could go on and on and tell you about why I didn't. But basically, people don't care because they're making money. That's the bottom line. Yes. Um, right now in Congress, there are two bills pending that I would love your listeners, your viewers to know about to contact their congressmen, specifically senators. But when it moves to the House, into the House, their representatives, one is called the Earn It Act. And basically what that will give uh, parents and children is the ability to sue uh, an online platform that has misused and uh, shared a video of theirs 
to a, a, a porn site or any inappropriate site. So this happens, for instance, in, in dance. We have a little girl who's eight who does a hypersexualized dance, and she's so proud of it. And she posts it on TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or some internet platform. And the predators are all there. I, uh, I've spoken to a number of prosecutors who are seeing an influx of predators watching children and their videos. They take those videos because there's no filters, see folks, no filters on TikTok and Twitter and Facebook. They upload the video onto um, porn sites where predators enjoy them. Then those predators often contact that child because there's no filters. They know where the child is. They know where the child uh, goes to school. They can track all that now. See, so there's no protection for children. And, and uh, besides dance, you know, I'm sure you've heard that children take nude pictures of themselves. Sometimes a predator will ask for that. Sometimes it's child on child. Um, pictures of them nude. Those are all going on porn sites. And then the predator often will contact that child. And sometimes this leads into trafficking, not always, but this happened a few months ago in my neighborhood. And um, it, it's just gotten worse and worse. So um, the Earned Act gives a child and their parents the ability to sue Twitter or whatever social media platform has uploaded their videos inappropriately because that's privacy. You shouldn't be able to yes. do that and sue them. And unfortunately, until we take uh, these issues into the realm of suing, which hinders money because these people all are making money, right. um, nothing seems to change. They should have self-regulated. They did not do that. So the Earn It Act is pending. Please write your senators and representatives that you want that bill passed. Then there's another one that's come up this summer that I'm so excited about, uh, put uh, forth by two senators, a Republican and a, de a Democrat. It's bipartisan uh, in the Senate uh, Commerce Committee, um, and that's Blumenthal and Blackburn. And um, you say Bloomingdale and Blackburn? Bloomingthal, Bloomingthal and Black Marsha Blackburn and Richard Blumenthal. Okay, gotcha. And the COSA Act, or the Kids Online Safety Act, is another measure that will provide three things, safeguards to protect kids and parents online, accountability, they've got some accountability structures for these platforms, and then they have a committee that will be looking at uh, the algorithms that a particular platform is using uh, to get that material out. And, and there'll be uh, uh, some say about those algorithms and how they're created. So um, the Earn It Act is needed so we can sue people that misuse and abuse children and adults. Um, the COSA Act is for parents and children to, to have some measure of safety in this whole online presence. And so both are badly needed. So I would encourage all of you to contact, I'm going to say it again and again, I have done it, you can do it, um, your senator or representative and say, please 
vote for the Earned Act and the COSA Act. Now they're in the Senate right now. Uh, we still don't know where they're going to come to the full uh, Senate and be voted on, but after that they will go to the House. But you know, I understand in this committee, everybody voted for it. It it was a hundred percent vote of of wanting it. So that's encouraging yes. because it doesn't matter where you are politically. If you love your child and you love children, you need to see to this. And remember guys with us, uh, we can't be passive. We have to be used. So yes. friends, you can do that. And then as far as dance awareness, what can you do? Cause I get a lot of people say, Oh, I don't know what to do. I can't know what's everything. It's terrible. Well, it is terrible, <laughs> but uh, God has put you uniquely in this culture to do something about it. And at the very minimum, you can tell five to 10 people about dance awareness. Yes. Can't you? You can, you have neighbors, you have family members. Uh, everybody knows five to 10 people in their life. And you can share dance awareness. And, you know, all of our materials are free. So the price is right. <laughs> there you go. There's so much information on that website, I'm telling you. And I encourage you to share this video right now. If you're watching us live, share it out to your friends, family, coworkers. This is not just a, this is a, something that affects us all. We all, yeah, yeah. you know, we were a child. And most of us have had children and some of us have grandchildren That's and right. we owe it to this generation to make sure that we do everything we can to protect them. And I just want to read a few things off your mission statement because I, I just love it. Okay. I just love it. So I just want to say the, the dance mission and vision says children deserve to learn and experience the gift of dance in safe environments that do not sexualize or exploit them. And, you know, I am a huge advocate for dancing. I feel like mm -hmm. it is something that builds self-esteem and I have had my grandchildren in it and I, I yeah. as an adult not untrained Me too. Completely, <laughs> completely untrained I love dance I love movement and I think that it is something just it's a beautiful art that is being um torn down really it's uh, ruined. So it's getting ruined yes it is and then it goes on to say children deserve to love dance their bodies and themselves and if we do not do something uh, we are allowing them to to really look through the lens of a low self image that comes That's along right. with uh, this exploitation of them at a young age. And then it goes on to say children deserve to be protected from sexual exploitation. We can do that. We can do that yeah, by making, sure voice, making people aware. We can get involved. But here's the part that's so awesome. It says the mission is to bring international awareness and education to stop the exploitation through hyposexualization of children and dance. The vision, y'all listen to this because you need to know where this is going, is to promote the art of dance and the benefits to children by creating educational materials that advocate for their safety and protection in all dance environments. So we're, you know, we're when they're talking about dance awareness, they're also referring to your little girl that goes to gymnastics and does the different floor dance exercises That's and right. things like that. They're talking about children in general. And this is not limited to girls. This is no, affected yeah. boys and girls. So it's it's something that everyone should be aware of and everyone should most definitely be involved. So you guys have a campaign coming up that I want to talk about. I'm excited about it. I think it's wonderful. And I want the viewers to know because I want them to get involved. So talk a little bit about that campaign. Oh, I'm so excited about this. You know, 
uh, as I, I mentioned, this song that's been created for dance awareness called She Loves to Move, uh, we, we promote healthy dance. We educate about harmful dance, but we promote healthy dance. And uh, just to reiterate, I believe what I said at your last, our last discussion earlier uh, this summer, uh, healthy dance, uh, which is educational dance, children look like children dressed in age appropriate costumes, choreography and music, yes. usually accompanied by joy. In harmful dance, which equals hypersexualized dance, children look like adults. In adult costumes, choreography and music, usually accompanied by adult hairstyles and makeup. So with that as the foundation for what I'm gonna say, we have this song called She Loves to Move that's stunning. I know everybody probably goes, eh, she's just saying that. But you listen to it, folks. It's stunning. And it's all about the beauty of movement and the beauty of a child dancing to it. And at the end of this month, that's September 2022, up on the Dance Awareness website, we're going to have all the information for your viewers to hear She Loves to Move. And we have a wonderful video ad about it. But we want you to choreograph to it. So you can be a trained dancer. You can be a grandpa and grandma with your, your grandkids. You can be a Girl Scout, a Boy Scout. Uh, you can be a hip hop person. You can be a tap dancer. Um, <laughs> the prize is $5,000. So I'm going to repeat that again, folks. $5,000 to choreograph to this gorgeous song called She Loves to Move. Mm -hmm. So check it out on our website. Um, sorry, it's not up yet, but um, maybe by the time you listen to this, it will be up because we're September 13th. It should be up on the 29th. That's exciting. Um, it's super so exciting. I'd love to have you do that. And oh, another thing, this is so exciting. The first five people who enter the contest will get $100, no strings attached. So if wow. you hear the song, and you go, wow, this is great, which you will. Um, <laughs> just, you, you've got to go in here. Um, you'll get $100 because we want to spur on entries. And the contest goes from the end of September to the end of June 2023. There's plenty of time for you to prepare and to talk to people. But $5,000 is $5,000. Yes. So share this with your friends and make get them involved. You can make this a community thing. That's uh, right. I, yes. Get your kids together and say, hey, we're going to do this. This is good awareness. We'll yeah. be in a contest. It'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. And so, it's also, um, it was written by someone out of Nashville, right? My own backyard here. Yes. Steve Seiler, um, who is an incredible artist, composer, producer, I was speaking at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation Coalition Summit last summer. They brought him in and his music, uh, music that heals, mm. uh, musicforthesoul.org, I believe. And I heard it and I was just transfixed. It was so wonderful. And so uh, we Zoomed. <laughs> you know, we didn't used to Zoom, but now everybody Zooms. I Zoom. <laughs> in some respects right now, but um, I started talking to him and he has such a beautiful heart, such in-depth thought and care and also grandkids that love to dance. 
And actually, you can see a blog that he wrote about She Loves to Move. It was released in May of this year. We'd just gotten the song. He, it's a great blog article. And um, as I talked to him, I just said, I'd love to have you write a song about healthy mm -hmm. dance that could expand people and their understanding that we need to educate about harmful dance, but we need to lift up the beauty of healthy dance. And he said he'd like to do that. And he did. <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't know him that well at that point. But, you know, he's just one of these people with a, a wonderful heart. And uh, about three weeks later, I got this song and it was so gorgeous. Now, of course, it was much less than what you're going to hear now because it was just the notes sure. on one of those little player things keyboard, you know, so the sound of it wasn't like you're going to hear it because I heard it. I knew it was so beautiful, but then I had to make the choice whether I wanted to orchestrate it, which by the way, costs a lot of money folks, mm -hmm. but I thought I'm going to do this. And I, I, I did hear the leading of the Holy spirit in that. And uh, so I, I went forward with the risk because it's a risk. You don't know. That's called walking in faith right? Where we, yeah. we uh, walk out there and we're not sure what the outcome's going to be. And so I made the choice to orchestrate it and to bring in professional singers to sing it. Lovely. And the result was sent to me at the end of May. And you know what, friends? It exceeded my expectations. I love it. I liked it even more than I ever, ever, ever thought I would. I, uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be really good or I wouldn't have done it. But um, I, I'm saying that only so your your viewers, all, all of us here together listening to this can understand that I was just blown away. And that's why I'm sure you're going to be blown away. Yes. And make sure that you check this out. You'll see it on my page because I'm going to share it when it goes live, as well as I will go back and put it in the link on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. But we are out of time today and I could just spend hours talking to Mary. She is so resourceful. And I encourage you to, if you didn't catch the axe, go back, rewind it, listen to it again, share it with everyone that you know. This is important, y'all. You can, you know, you have got to take action because passivity is of the past. I'm just saying, we just cannot do that. So Mary, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast. Well, it was a joy. Absolutely. And we will definitely, you will not, you have not heard the end of this because everything she has out there going on, you will see me sharing. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Keys.